0: Second line from the top of Tesvav um, Amadal of Gufa. Amar Rabbi Hudam Rashmuel. Yurches Gazru, Uv Yurches Nechluku. There were 18 there were And there were 18 Zeris, there were 18 machlaikzim. Vatan I. We said that they agreed, meaning that the Tamidah Beisham and the Tamidah Beish agreed to each other. So the Gemara says, That day when they went up to the Aliyah of Khananya, Ben Chiskiyah. That's when, on that day, they argued, and then they came to an understanding, and that's when they agreed. So like I said, we'll go to the chart now. So if you pull, if you pull up the chart here, um, so there's two, I just want to talk about two concepts when we talk about measurements, and, and I apologize, the graphics are a little bit sloppy. I'm not uh, the best on this. So if you look at the chart on the right, okay, these are the measurements in regards to um, liquid measurements that existed. So it starts with um, the first, so it's, it's a concept called Askel of Gudu. And if you start from actually the in that box and you go to the left, the leftmost part of the box, so the first, the base is a beya, an egg. So an egg size volume, six eggs. So if you go down, equal a lug, okay? Four lug, you go down, that's four lug equals a kav. So that would be uh, six kav equals a saw, right? You just follow the arrows up and down. Three saw equals an afa. So if you mathematically, and I guess I, I could have calculated that, but you can use your heads here. So six bea is a lug. That means if four lug is a kav, that's 24 beas to a kav times six. Six times 24 is 144 eggs to a saw. And 144 times three is four hundred and thirty-two to an AFA. Okay, now an AFA for liquid measurements comes um, we we it comes up a couple of times, um, a bunch of times throughout the tariff. Most notably that the tariff says by mun, it says, the haimer asiris And we see in general, we're gonna see that concept. Every time you see a siris aipha, it's one tenth of an apha, which is one-tenth of 432, 432, which is 43.2, okay? Now, if you go to my chart on the right, what you'll see is I wrote that there's the measurements... Oh, boy, sorry. Um, The measurements, and I just realized I did this hastily, so I messed up. Um, The measurements changed. I'm going to send out a new one in one second. Sorry, guys. Um, The measurements changed over time. So if you want to think about this, it's it's a little complex, but if you want to think about this... Um, imagine they changed the measurements of, let's say, a quart or a pint. And today, whatever, how many ounces it has, they changed it over time um, to make things more machmer. So originally, okay, look at your next one here. Po- apologize for that, sorry. Um, Sending out another one that actually has the correct numbers because the last thing I need to do is with the wrong numbers and then we're all going to be in trouble. Okay, So what happened was they changed these measurements. The concept stayed the same, but they changed the volume of it. So let's say how many ounces there were to a bea. Over time, there were more machmer. So what was, like we said, it's 432 eggs in an afa, which one-tenth of that is 43.2. When they... um, When they they decided in in Yerushalmas, that was in the midbar. That's what we call midbari, if you look at the left chart. And then what they did was, in time, they changed the measurements. They increased it by a six. So if they increase it by a six, they made it more machmer. What that means is that you only needed 36 Yerushalmas eggs to equal what would have been, they made it that you need a bigger volume, what would have been in the midbar at 43.2. And then later they changed it again by a sixth and it's a sixth on the outside. So right, if you divide 43.2 divided by six, that's seven, seven, um, it's 7.2. So that's how you 43.2 goes into 36 and then they increase it by a sixth again. So what that means is if you went to the Tsipuri times and you took 30 eggs, that would be the same volume. You would have the same amount of liquid that you would have had in the midbar at 43.2 eggs. So those are two concepts. Uh, just give me one second guys, sorry. So these are two concepts that it regards it, in regards to um, volume, liquid volume measurements um, that come up quite frequently, both in the Gamara. Oh, I don't know who did that. Good job. Thank you. Um, that come up both in the Gemara and, um, and it's going to come up but today. Again, if you don't get it a hundred percent, it's not uh, critical to understand the Gemara, but Rashi definitely spends a bunch of time on it today. And like I said, it does come up a bunch. So I figured it would be worth going into it for those that are interested. I'll make up the time on the rest of the recording. Okay. Gufa. Amar Rav And now we're at the second Gufa, the uh, fourth line down. Amar Rav Huna. So we were just coming off of on, Yud, on the, the Gemara and Yudala discussed in three places that even though we're here, we're discussing the 18 machhoyksin between the Talmidei Shamay, and Hillel, in three places that, that Shammai and Hillel themselves argued. Shamay Shama says, mi chala, that a kav, okay, the amount for chala, which incidentally is the same as, let's say, the oimer was, a kav for chala, it's mikav chala. Okay, now a kav, like we said, there's six based into a lug. There are four lugs to a kav, so that means 24 beitzim. Okay, that's one kav for chal. The mi-kabayim, Hillel says it's two kav, which would be 48 beytzim. It's like neither. The minimum amount you need of dough in order to be chayiv and chala is kavu mechza, which would be 36 eggs. Now again, if you look at the chart... This Gemara is talking about the Chachamim Seder Shita In the times of the Yerushalmis, And that's why, if you look on the left That's why I chose, it says 36 What was 36 in the times of the Chachamim Was actually the same volume of 43.2 In the times of the Midbar Okay, and, but the Machlechus here Is whether it's uh, Shameh says 20, uh, one Kav Hillel says two Kav And the Chachamim say one and a half Mishihigdula When they increased, they were more machmer, they increased the midas, amru, what they said was, chameshes revaim kemach, five quarters. So the quarter is, um, it's five times uh, the six. Okay, the lug is considered a quarter, right? Like if you go back to our chart there on the Askel of Gudu, so there's four lug to a kav, so one lug. So again, when they increase the measurements, and like we see on the left part of the chart, they went to hamishas revoyim kama and mechala. It's only five quarters, and each quarter, right? Each lug is six beitzim, right? If you go, uh, I don't know if you can see my arrow. Whoever's there, but if you start start with the beitzim, okay, the bays, and you go down is six. So six beitzim equals a lug, and again, four lug equals a kav. Okay, so. What we what we're saying is when they increase it, it's now only thirty five quarters equals a total of thirty eggs, okay? Which is five quarters. And this is Rabbi Yossi says that hey piturin that if it's exactly five, it's actually going to be Potter. And that's Rabbi Yasi holds that you need he held by all these measurements. You need something called a uh, uh, um. It has to be seichik. It has to be like a little bit more. Then standard, okay? But the, the general rules of these measurements say the same. The Idach, what's the second machelges that Hillel and Shammai themselves argue? Hillel, I'm Malay, Hin, ma'im shovin Mikvah. A full, uh, full hin of Sho'evim water. So we know the Halacha is by Mikvah, and we're going to see this on, uh, tomorrow's daf. also, we're going to need to see this. So the rule is, is that a Mikvah has to be, um, it has to be, um, rainwater. It can't be water, and it has to fall directly in. It can't be water that goes through a clee. You can't pour water into a clee. Rain, have rainwater fall into a clee, take the clee and pour it into the mikvah. That will passel the that will passel the um, mikvah. So he holds malay hin ma'im mikvah. If you have a full uh, hin, now again, if you just wanted, a, if you were interested in understanding how much that was in, in volume, that would be uh, three kav, okay, um, or seventy two eggs. Okay, that is the amount that's and why did he say it in Lashon of Hin? And he didn't use these measurements here of either Be'a, Lo'i, Kav, Sa, Eifad, the measurements, that, the standard measurements that we use for liquid volume. And that the Gemara says, that his Rebbe said it in the way he used a Hin, so therefore he's also using a Hin. Shammai holds that you need nine Kav. Nine Kav is 144 Batesim. Ella, they, what do you want to know what the, what the shear is of Maim Shavim that's going to pass in Mikvah? Ad Shabo Bezgardim, they said it's not true. They said it's not like Shamay or Hill. When did they determine the Halacha? When two weavers came, Mishar Ashba, Shabi the Heidu, and they were they gave testimony Mishim shmaiv that that shmaiv said you know what the shear was a ma'im shavim that will pass on a mikvah? it's sheshlois shalugim ma'im shavim pasel a mikva it's three lug which is a, a much much smaller shear three lug is only eighteen eggs so um, so it's a much more Shita. Because m- you need less of volume of Maim Shoven, and that will pass to the mikvah. The Chachamim, Chachomim and the chachamim were Mekayim, their words. Now it's interesting, Rashi, it's a very interesting, Rashi here. If you look um, two thirds down the way, on Rashi, Shne Gardi and Mishara Ashbas, okay, he says, Why we mentioned, why did we say that, you know where we learned this shear from? from? The two weavers that came from Shara Ashba. Why did they mention the Shame Umnus? right, what, they, what, their, what their job was, and where they came from, and there's we, we, a muster lesson here, a person should, um, no matter what your job is, make sure to spend the time learning and go to shul. There is no umnis that's on the lower than a weaver, okay? That a kain or melech, who was a weaver, can never, uh, I'm sorry, somebody who was a weaver, can never become a kain gadol or a melech, and we explain there that that's because there's a lot of women around. It's generally a woman's job. So it's considered for a man to do it, It's considered on a, it was in those days considered on a lower level. Not getting involved in uh, PC. And the lowest shar was and that the and that the When they couldn't figure out a she'er, they were reliant on theirs. That meaning, even though they they came from a they they had a they came from a you know a a lower um, status and a lower class, and their umness was lower, still they were able to achieve respect in the eyes of the chachamim. The idach back in the gemara, the third machlekes of Shemayn Hill. So this is going to be in regards to nida. So let's say if a woman checks herself. And she sees blood. So she doesn't know when that blood came. She knows right now when she saw it that she's, she's going to be Tame now. She's going to be Tame Nida. So Shamei holds Kohanushim, die and Shaitan. They become Tame from the time they actually check themselves. So they check, they saw Dom, they become Tame right then and there. <speaking in Hebrew> that you go back to the last checking. Okay, so let's say they check themselves on the Wednesday. And they check themselves again on Friday, okay? Wednesday they didn't see Dom. Friday they see Dom. They become Tame all the way back to Wednesday. What's this uh, nafgemina? Let's say they touched tuma. Um, let's say they touched Tumah back, uh, you know, on, on Thursday. So according to Shammai, we're saying dying shaitan. They checked on Friday. They only become tamei on Friday. According to Hillel, they become tamei from the last time they checked, which would be Wednesday. Even if it goes back many, many days. That we don't hold like either. Ela, what do they hold? That it's a max. We'll go back to the last time you checked. 24 hours will reduce from the last time you checked. So we do go back to the last time you checked, but it caps out at 24 hours. But we. Um, we will also cap out on the last time. We don't necessarily have to go 24 hours. We'll go up to the last time you checked if it's less than 24 hours. So, in this example, let's say you, um, you checked yourself on Wednesday. A woman checks herself on Wednesday. She checks herself on Friday. Friday, she sees Dam. So, according to the Chachamim, they are only going to be Asr from going back to whatever time. Let's say it's 10 in the morning, Friday morning. they are only going to be Mitama the Truma that she would have touched after 10 o'clock in the morning, Thursday morning. But if, let's say, she checked Thursday at five PM, and and she didn't see Dom, and then she checked Friday at ten AM and saw Dom, the Chaman will say we only go back. To, we don't go back a full twenty four hours to ten AM on Thursday. We'll only go back to the last time she checked, which is five PM on Thursday. Okay, Frech the So those are the three the three times Shammai and Hillel themselves argue. Busu leko There's no other arguments between Shammai and Hillel. But I can show you another one. Hillel leimer Lismach. Hillel holds that you do smicha if you bring a carbon on yantif. So before you bring the carbon, the Avodah that you have to do is the Ba'ilam have to be semich. They have to put their hands on the carbon. So it's a question whether you do smicha on yantif. Hillel oimer that he says you do smicha on yantif. Shamay armer shaloi lismaych. holds you don't do smicha on yantif. Okay, so we see here's another machlaikis. So my answer is, when did Rav Huna say that there were only three machlaikis in between ha- Hillel and Shamaych? Hechadelech, Plugsa, the Rabbivasa. Well, that's when there it wasn't argued about by um, other other talmid chachamim. Hey, um, but but okay, uh, but as opposed to this one, this is was Rashi explains this has been uh, argued about um, that this was argued about many times, um, many times by different people. Okay, when you see him be on a hill that there were, this was argued about. This is already. Uh, Ground that was trampled on, was already argued about, and therefore Rav Huna did not include this in the machleks, and because they are just repeating a machlaikism, er- er- Hilon Shammai repeating an earlier machlaikism. So, for Acta Gemara, I have another machlaikism. And this one, pay attention because it sounds like it's not relevant, except that this is going to be one of the 18 things as well. So, so if you remember, on, at the end of, I want to say, Yudal from the base we discussed the concept of what we said was that in order for food to become tame, it has to have come into contact with water after it is detached from the ground. Now, what, what is considered water that would be capable of being activating the on the food? It has to be water that you wanted. So if you remember, in that case, we discussed what happens if you were, if you were a kli on a wall, if you wanted the kli to be rinsed, so you means you want to use the water. We said that it will be moshar. But if you were just trying to cover uh, the wall so that it wouldn't get damaged, then we said it would not be moshar because you don't really want the liquid. So here, too, what we're saying is like this. If one would pick grapes to bring them to the press. So meaning right now he's picking the grapes. He's out in the fields eventually, right, now the question is, what are you going to use these grapes for? So they would use grapes for two things. Either they would use grapes to dry them out or, and make raisins, in which case they didn't want the liquid at all, or they would pick the grapes to bring into a wine press, and they would press it and turn it into wine or grape juice. So what we're saying is that if they pick these grapes to eventually bring them to the press, even though right now they... Um, they just get put in a basket and they get brought over to the wine press. So, what happens if, along the way from the farm to getting to the wine press, some liquid leaks out of the grapes? Will that be machsher? Will that activate the tumah? For will that be? Will that activate the tumah for the other grapes sitting inside this basket? Will it activate tumah? So, Shammai Yomar even though. You're not, you don't really want the liquid until you put them into the press. Since you picked them to eventually use them for liquid, he's going to hold that that's, that will be considered mukhshir, that the liquid that comes out subsequent after they're picked will be mukhshir, that it activates, it is considered liquid, it will be activate for tama. And Hillel says, it will not be activated. Excuse me, guys, for one second. Can you? Okay, thank you. Hillel holds that since Lamaisa, you're not bringing it to the gas now, you're not bringing it to the wine press, it's not considered that you want the liquid. So, the, so I, we see that that's a machlake shammai and Hillel, so there's another one. So how could you say there's only three? So my answer is barmina dahi, except for that one, dahasam kashasak lay hillel shammai. There, um, Hillel was, um, he, he agreed to shammai. He, um, he was, cu- he was cuff off, like, we'll see, that he, um, he, uh, um, he, he did not, he was not amen in his machlekes, he agreed. yesibin okay, so, back to, we had the two things that we said, B'shem Yesi ben we brought this, Brisa, on yudalid sorry, um, so we said that the we'll call them the two Yaisis, Yosef ben Yezar and Yosh Yosef Trade ben Yechanan that they were geyser tuma on eretz amem meaning that that the ground of chutz laaretz of non Jewish ground will will be will have a status of tuma. they were also geyser tuma on glass kalim that meaning we know that midaraisa, if you look in the Pasuk and Matos, it says, Achas is a forest, right? So we talk about, you know, lead Kalim and metal Kalim and all those are, will become Tameh, but we don't see that, that glass becomes Tameh. They were Geyser, that glass will also become Tameh. So first we're going to deal with the Geyser Tamal Arta So we want to know really, this was Geyser, Tamal Arta was Geyser from the two Yaisis. Vahor Abanam, the Shana Gazer. I, we see, it was the of. 80 years. Now, what does this mean the Rabbanon of 80 years? The Amar of Kahana. When the, the Raf Kahana says, when Mishmael Berbiesi was sick, they sent to him. Rebbe, Lanu Shamar Lanu Okay, tell us over a couple of things that uh, that came from your father, So he sent to them There's what my father said. He gave a history lesson. Kuf Peshana, 180 years, Achalekharavia. So 180 years before the destruction of the second base of yisrael That's when the Romans came to power, right? We know that it was the, if you, if you track back in history, so it started with the, uh, um, the Babylonians, and then the Persians beat the Babylonians, and then the Greeks took over the Persians, and then we, the Chashmanan, uh beat the Greeks, and then we had an argument, so we brought in the Romans, that's when they came in, that was 180 years before the destruction of the second base of Mikdash. Peshana, so for 100 years, things were um, relative, you know, I, I guess relatively, you know, we skipped to 80 years before. Peshana, actually har 80 years before the um, destruction of second base of Mikdash, that's when they were gozeru tumah on the, uh, the ground of Chotz la'aretz. and al And that's the Rabbanon of, eight, of, of 80 years. Mem by the way, just to finish this, Mem Shana, and Shalei bias, and 40 years before the destruction of the second base of Mikdash, Golsela Sanhedrin, the Bechani that the Sanhedrin was exiled, and they sat in the storefronts. That's where the Besden was exiled to the storefronts. why is that relevant? That they didn't, the Bezdin, once they were exiled to these uh, storefronts, they, um, you know, in a strip mall, right? They were Strimol Bezdin. They did not, they, did, they weren't Geyser the Knossos. Really? They weren't Geyser the Knossos? Of course they were. Well, if, if they didn't do that, what did they do? That they didn't that they didn't nefashas. Okay, but either way, what's our question? Our question is, we said that the two Yaisis, Yaisi ben Yeyazer, and Yaisi ben, ben Yeyachin and they were the ones that were Gezer Tamar Lata Amim. but we see that really it was Rabbanon of Shemayinim Shana, so the Gemara wants to know. Maybe Anami Inuhavu. Maybe you'll tell me that eighty years before the destruction of the second on Mikdash, the two Yoisis were also around, and this all happened at the same time. Bahatanya, really Hillel Gamliel. So now we have this is the um, the Nasi, right? So now we're getting a, a little history lesson on what the lineage of the Nasi was. So we had Hillel was Hillel Ha uh, Hillel Zaken, then Hillel. Uh, son was Shimon, Shimon's son was Gamliel, Shimon um, and then Gamliel's son was Shimon and then the, the, that was Rabbi Gamliel Hazakein. The Shimon, Gamliel, then Shimon and then there was he, Shimon who had a son Gamliel who was a story in Brachos that was um, Rabbi Gamliel not this Gamliel here but there was he was actually the son of Shimon that was the Rabbi Gamliel in the story there that got into the argument with Rabbi Yeshua that they expelled from the um from the base of merchants if you remember that story i think it was daf khaf bazr khaf daud in in brahas so anyways so we see nagwanisias <laughs> on the fnia bias mayashana that this that this um lineage of the nassim started a 100 years before the destruction of the second base of micdash the ilu yasi ben yazer is <laughs> straight to yasi ben khanan habukan matuva they were way before hell right? And Rashi says that if you look in Avos, in Masech das in Pekri Avos, it, it, it brings down the full uh, lineage there. And we see that the two Yaisis came way before. So, how are we going to understand how could we say that the how could the Brisa say that it was the Rabbanon of Shemayinim Shana? How could you say it was, it was the two Yaisis if, if we have a Bryce that says it was the Rabbanon of, of Shemayinim Shana? How could the two people be guys around the same thing? So, Ella, you have to say the Gemara says, Asu Inhu, so we see the two Yoises came first. So the two Yoises came and they were, ge- they were geyser on the gush, on the ground. That, in other words, if truma or something touches the um, g- actual dirt of Chotzlaretz, then it becomes Tameh, Lisreif. What kind of Tuma is it? It's a Tuma that if it touches it, you have to burn. So I think we've explained this concept before, that when um, truma... Right, so here we're talking about all these things are Gzeris drabanan. So we, let's say we give it a Shani, uh, a Din Tumah drabanan. So the question is, Midar Raisa, if the truma touches a Shani, Midar Raisa, it's nothing, because um, this Tumah is only Tumah drabanan. So Midrabanan, when we said that the truma is going to become possible, we could either say it's Tola, meaning it's suspended, Right, it's puzzle, you can't eat it, there's an Israel on this truma that it was metam and midrabanon. Or they can go ahead and say it's geyser. Now generally, geyser would be much more machmer because midar raisa, the tru- there's nothing wrong with this truma. It's only because of gzeyad and and now we're, we're burning perfectly good truma. So, anyhow, what we're saying is Ela inhu, the, the two Yaisis came, they were geyser that if truma would touch the ground of it's list, right, if that you in fact have to burn the truma, the avira and what happens if truma went into the airspace, meaning it never came into contact with the ground, it just came in the airspace with chutzlarets v'loy They said it's not going to be tummy at all. It's not going to be puzzle at all. But also and there were two stages of xera. The the Peshana, and so originally they said if it touches the ground you have to burn it. If it just comes into the airspace of it's the truma, then nothing because you don't have to do anything to it. It's fine. The the Peshana gazar avira litlois. Okay, that they said they um, maintained what the original Yaisis, what the two Yaisis who were earlier said, which is, if the Truma touches the ground, it has to be burned, but if it comes into contact with the airspace of Chutz Aretz, then they, they instituted, the Rabbanon, the later Rabbanon came and instituted that it would become a, suff- a litlois. it's a Suffolk uh, Truma. Okay. So, the you want to tell me that it went all the way, when it was originally instituted, it was, odd, it, was in, it was introduced as a gzera to Shreifah. In other words, right? That's what we said. Also, anyway, if you're on the top line, we said that the Yaisi said that if, if the truma touches the ground of Chatzar, it automatically has to get burned. Okay? So we have a problem with that. <speaking in Hebrew> that it went straight there. <speaking in Hebrew> that it went straight there. That only the Yadayim, remember that was one of the first we had those already, that the hands, that a person's hands or become Shany Lutoma, that only Yodayim was Tchilas, because they wrestled in the shreyfah. when they were geyser, and they made Yodayim into a Shani Lutoma, that you would actually have to burn Truma that came in contact with hands that weren't washed. Yodayim, who did Tchilas, because they wrestled in the shreyfah. it's only Yodayim. But any of the other things are not. So how could you say that asu Inhu that the two yeisies came or were geyser agusha that truma that touches the ground of chutzaret would get burned? Ella, you have to say asu inu the two Yesis came and when they made the gzerah that was gazer agusha litlois that they were geyser, that truma that touches the ground of chutzlaaretz would be ta'ila, meaning you don't burn it, you can't eat it, it's stuck in the middle. They didn't discuss. Truma that comes into the contact with the airspace of Khtsar. But also the Peshana. And the Rabbanan of, of Peshana came and they were Gaza Angusha And they said, no, in fact, if it touches, that's when you have to be sorry for it. Vavira and they, in fact, they the Rabbanan of Ashwana um, Shara instituted two things. Number one, they upgraded the severity of the tuma, of the Truma to be from uh toila, to all the way to Lis, right? That if it touches the truma touches the ground, and they also instituted that if Truma comes into the airspace of Chutzarets, that it's going to be lit lice, it's going to be stuck. So it's possible to eat, but you don't burn it. Gemara, okay, which this could theoretically work. Fraktigamara vaakati beusha gazer I we see that this happened much later in Usha, which was much, much after the Khurbah in Dittnan. As we learned in a Braysa Alvavstekas, for six stekas from Truma, there's a of truma, al suffix besa, besa pras. If there's a suffix, if something um, touched, uh, truma touched the besa pras. So we've had this before that a besa pras is an open area where we think that there might have been bodies um, buried there, but we don't know. There's no marker, there's no graves. So that is a din of a tumma in the It's a suffix truma, it's, it's suffix tumma, and therefore if truma touches the beis pras, this is one of the six things in Usha they were Kaiser, Val Safek Afar ha-aretz Amim. That Sufaik ground that comes from Khot Val suffix, big day amah arets, and a suffix for big day Amaaretz, arets. That um, again, if if Truma touches the big day amha arets, the, the clothing of an ama aretz. Okay, because again we're concerned that they don't keep Nida properly. Val um and for any um Kalim that are found, we don't know if they're tame or not. So Valsafek Heroikin and if we find spit, Valsafik Meraglaim Adam, and if we find urine of a human urine that is Kinegan Meraglaim Behema, that is next to Behemah's Meroglayim. So on all these things, throughout Ban and Usha, we're only worried about one of them for right now, but Alvadai Magga'asan if the Truma definitely touched it. Suffo tuma tr- surferness OK? If it definitely touched it, because these things are a suffix tuma. so the tuma itself is a suffix but he va- the Truma va I touched it, then we'll say surferness a Truma. Rabbi Yosi Yama, Rabbi says, you don't have to say that it's Vadai magos. That we know the Truma touched it, even if these things are a Suffolk tuma, and it's a suffic whether the trumah touched it. If it's Berishos hayachid, we have a concept that says suffic tuma versus Hayachad. surfin okay. The hayachid Toilin that you don't actually burn it. Versus a Rabin Tahirin, but either way, v'amra ula vav hiskino. That we, we were Mesakain, these six Svekas, one of them being Truma that comes in contact with the offer of Chutz Aretz, you burn. So, how could you say that it was the Rabbanan of Shmeinim Shana? We see that it didn't, that they weren't Gezer Shrefa on Truma that touched the ground of, of, of Chutz Aretz until much, much later. So the Gemara answers Ella, you have to say there were three levels of Takanas. Ela assa in the two geyser agusha litlois that they were geyser on the ground that truma that touches the ground it's litlois that it's suspended meaning you don't burn it but it's it's possible it's usher to eat klom they never discussed truma that touches the airspace or that comes into the airspace of Ba ba'asr rabanam the shana and the rabanam shmeinim shana geyser idi va'idi litlois. Right. So they left the original takana of the Yaisis in regards to Truma that touches the ground of La'aretz as a litlois. And but they also came and added that even Truma that comes into the airspace of Chutzla Aretz is going to be teila, Right? Meaning you don't burn it and it's going to be Asar, it's going to be pasr, to eat. And that's when the third Gzaira came into this regard. Gazer Agusha list, right? They said that we should be gazer on the ground if it touches the ground to burn it. And they left that, they left the Takana of the Shmeinim Shana, they left the earlier Rabbanim's Takana that said that truma that comes into the airspace of Chotz is toila and you don't burn it. Okay, now, so that was, that's that. Kleiz Chuches, so that was the other thing that the Yaisis were goizer on. Okay, the two Yaisis was Kleiz Chuches. That for glass, Calum, they said that it's going to be Tameh. My time, a Gazbar rabban and Tumah. Why were they go to Tumah? Since how do you create glass? That is created from sand. then the Rabbanon considered it like Klicheres. And Klicheres is definitely Tameh. So therefore, they were geyser, that since Klicheres, also earthenware, pottery, comes from the ground, so it could be easily mixed up with sand, so, glass kalim, which are made out of sand, they also were geyser like klicheres. So, we know that klicheres can't, only metal kalim can have tar on the mikvah. Um, klicheres, earthenware, pottery kalem, cannot. So, if you want to say that we were geyser glass for, because of klicheres, so you should not be able to be teuvel, right? You should not be able to be metaher, the Glass tanan. Why do we say the elu in the kalim? That these are things that create a chazitza in the kalim. Hazefes the the a pitch and musk. So these are things that generally a simple rule in regards to chatzitzah We want to know. Let's say you are going to table something, okay? And let's say there's something stuck to the kli. So will that prevent the kli from becoming tar? It's going to depend. Depends on how much you care that it's actually there. So if you don't care about it at all, if you don't really care about it, then it's, it's not a chatzitza. So we're saying that these things, Zephes and Mar, that pitch, they, you, you are, you are uh, concerned about them, and therefore they will be a chatzitza. But what do we see? Lamaisa, we see if they're a chatzitza, must be when is, when is the halachas of chatzitza relevant? That's when you're putting it in the mikvah, when you're trying to be toible it. So we see that glass can't be toybol. But if we only learn the gzerah, that glass is Tameh from kli so, just like Chicheres can't have Tahrub in the mikvah. so do zuchucheshen either the primary answer is good, shenikvu, that the kli, the glass kalim. no, that brysa that says that we have a glass keli that got Tahrub in the mikveh, that's talking about a kali, shenikvu, that got a hole, and you poured lead into the keli. Okay, meaning, let's say you had a glass uh, pitcher, and you put a big, there was a big hole on the bottom of it, okay, and like we know, and then you you you, know, you wanted to reinstitute it as a kli. So what did you do? You poured uh, metal into the bottom of it. You poured lead into the bottom of it. You, he- you heated up lead and you poured it into the bottom. And yeah, you were mashlum the kli. That we're going to consider, we're going to go after what sustains, what uh, sustains, what holds the kli. So since over here, lead is what's actually, um, you know, completing the kli, that is considered the maimed. And therefore, we're going to consider it like a, lead keli and since it's a lead keli that's why it could have tarab in the mikvah. and really we want to say would not be able to have tarab in the mikvah because we're gonna we're gonna learn it since we only we we learned that it's tameh from klicheres just like klicheres does not have tarab in the mikvah, so too klicheres would not have D'itanya. now this is just to explain if you have glass kelim that got a hole and you poured lead into wherever the hole was meaning the hole had to be a hole that uh, rendered the kli useless. So it was a big hole, like we've learned before, the kishir rimayin, that have had a hole the size of a pomegranate, so it was no longer considered a useful keli, but you went ahead and you poured Aver lead into it, amaravshimim begom li'il, Matame the chachamim mitarim. The mayor would hold it's tame because, meaning midar raisa, it's gonna, it's, it's subject to tuma because it has a din of a metal klee or a lead keli. The mitarin, and they hold that no, since it's a really a glass klee and you just made a mimid, you just, uh, you filled it in with lead, it's really still a glass keli, and therefore midar raisa, it would be tahar, and of course then came the yoseis the two Yaisis, and they were geyser on Kleschuchis, that it should be Mitama Midrach Just, um, and then on the sheet that you already have in your WhatsApp, so I would just do a, a, a quick review, that um, we said, Gufo Yudches Gazrub, Yudches Nechliku, and then we said, you're right, that they argued, but really, or they originally, what we're saying is that Tamid Beisham and Betulim had argued on it, and then um, they went up to the uh, attic of Hananiah, and um, they Beishol ended up agreeing to Beishamai, and that's when we instituted these 18 things. Um, and then we discussed the three places that Beishamai and Beishol argued. We, saw, we said by Kawa, how many eggs, right, if it was one kav or two kav or a kav and a half. Um, and then... <coughs> Rabbi we, so we had four Shitas there, but we saw that was one of the cases. The next was Maim Shuvim, how much Maim Shuvim you needed in a mikvah that, that we said also was and Shammai. By Nida, we discussed whether it's dying Shaitan, whether, uh, whether you, you, you're only going to be tummy from the time you found the blood or you're going to go back. Hillel says you go back to last time you checked, the Cham say you go back to last time you checked or 24 hours. And then we discussed about the two Yaisis that they were geyser, and we said that there were three levels of gezerah. Originally, the two Yaisis were geyser on the gusha, only on the ground, truma that touches the ground, to be toila it, and they didn't, weren't geyser anything on the avir. The Chachamim of Peishana came, and they were geyser, both of them, okay, that they're both going to be to- toila, to- to- Meaning whether it touches the ground or even comes into the airspace, and then we said in Usha the later that came way after the, the, the destruction of the base of Mikdash, they said that um, they were geyser on the gush to burn it and um, and they left the uh, that, it's, uh, the, that it, what's in the airspace if it comes to, if the Truma comes into the airspace of Hutzzaritz, they left that as. A um, uh, and then we said that they were also the two Yezis were were on We they were guys tuma because it's made from coal, from sand, and therefore they considered it like Kliharas.